Rick, if there's one thing I've learned in the last two years of doing this show, it's that the listeners have come to expect one thing from us, and that is quality edutainment. They want to learn something while they're being entertained. And in this episode, I ask you a series of questions to make you fall in love with me, which backfired because I think because you're answering them, I'm supposed to fall in love with you. So I screwed that up. But in the process, we stumbled upon a topic of utmost importance, and that is fire safety. So without further ado, we present how to fall in love with fire safety. All right, you ready to do this? Rick, like a couple of firefighters sitting around waiting for a call, we're hanging. This episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you in part by APC Pest Control. Nobody wants pests or termites in their house. Show them the door. Check out apcpest.com. And by parkstreetbooks.com. New England's largest toy and bookstore. Children's. Yes. Not an adult one. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hello, Scuttlebuds. It's Rick here, hanging out in the northeast corner of my basement somewhere in Medfield, Massachusetts, recording another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. I am joined by my co-host and buddy, Mike Page, and... Uh, this is going to be an interesting show because I don't know what we're talking about. And I always know what we're talking about because I always tell us what we're going to talk about. But today, Mike's like, i got a bunch of questions I'd like to ask you for the show. Okay, Michael, so I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. One, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And two, what are we talking about today? Answer number one, I'm terrific. Thank you for asking, Rick. Answer number two, I am going to make you fall in love with me, Rick. Mike, I'm already in love with you. Yeah, but... Brace Your romantic yourself. way. Brace yourself, because now you're going to be like, whoa. Okay. Heartthrob city. <laughs> so I have the 36 questions that lead to love, and it's supposed to work on not just somebody, anybody. Source this. Assuming wait, that you wait. are a lovable person. This is actually from the New York Times. Okay. Sourced directly from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Okay. 36 questions that lead to love. We might not get through all of these in one episode. Yeah, let's let's do a highlight survey question answer. So is this whole show? Well, how are you going to fall in love with me if I don't ask all the questions, Rick? Come on. <laughs> all right. What, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to fall in like with me? What's the point? Go bigger, but go home. <laughs> Good point. 36. 36 points. We'll see how many we can get through. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Question number one, Rick. Given the choice of anyone in the world... Whom would you want as a dinner guest? Living or deceased? I'll let you say either one. Oh, okay. Living right now? Yeah. Just off off the cuff? Yeah. Peyton Manning. Okay, really? Yeah. Okay. Guy's hilarious. Okay. It's a total stud. You know, I was in front of his childhood uh, lawn a few weeks ago oh, on my honeymoon. That's terrific. Yep. Wowee. Yeah. Yep. You ever okay. saw the video of Archie throwing the ball with, with his kids? Oh, yeah. I, I was, was there. The front, yeah. yeah. Terrific. Yep. Yep. Okay. Anyway, that's an interesting answer. I'm surprised. I wonder if this is going to make me fall in love with you instead of you falling in love with me. I bet it is. Shoot. I'm doing this backwards. All right. Question number two. 
Would you like to be famous? And in what way? Uh, I'm too old to like nice pursue stuff. the let's get famous thing. Uh-huh. But I've thought about that. Like, wow, what if this podcast just blew up? What if we were on a national tour? What if <laughs> this is, what if this we got a, a TV show? He's laying right? down for bed. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? That just all those what ifs sounds like a lot of freaking work. Mm. Like this just isn't a fun little podcast anymore. Now it's like a goddamn multi million dollar <laughs> industry. Industry. Ah. What did I create for myself? I hate when that happens. God, I need a vacation. Question number three. <laughs> Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Why? Uh, no, I good don't yeah. because um, no need to overthink things. Yep, don't be annoying. Mm-hmm. Also, text Question phone calls of, are annoying. Yes. Also, stop. Says at, the stop. man who calls me and well, doesn't let me off the phone for forty-five. Today, minutes. today we did it in fifteen. I know. I was. We had a fa- I was I blown away. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Number four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? These questions are annoying because they're so heavy. Uh, a perfect day, there's a million different ways this could go. Sitting on the beach with a book, mm-hmm. you know, with my kids totally content, right? Yep. That's a perfect day. Yep. Going to a baseball game, that's a perfect day. Mm-hmm. I don't know, futzing around the house, sitting by the pool, that's a perfect day. Mm-hmm. It's, you sound just like Lou Reed. Nicely done. Number five, when did you last sing to yourself? And when did you last sing to someone else? Uh, let's see. Last time I sung to myself. I'm more of a whistler. Oh, I whistle quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about this where I was? I got called out at in, in the office <laughs> for uh, whistling. Um, Dixie. No, <laughs> I'm walking back from the copier, back to the office. Guy says, "Are you whistling, man eater?" And I'm like, "Busted." Yep. I actually am. I didn't even realize I was doing it. But that's my go-to whistle song. It just, yeah. it's in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And when's the last time you sang to someone else? Right. I don't, I'm not a big singer. You know what? I do people a favor. The more, better question is, when was the last time you didn't sing for somebody else? But wanted to. But, it, yeah. Or, yeah, wanted to, but didn't. All right, number six. So you live to 90. Yep. From the age of 30 on, you either have the body of a 30-year-old or the mind of a 30-year-old. Which do you pick? Oh, the body. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. What? Yeah, we're only talking to 90. I don't know. All right, number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I used to have these dreams. Do you ever get these dreams? You don't know what they mean, but they um, they reoccur. I have a dream where it's too vague. It, it, it's mm. uh, You can't even, there's nothing, no real memory of it exactly. It's just more emotion and feeling, but it's something about the feeling of of desperation, like, oh, everything's going fine, everything's normal, and then all of a sudden, something so catastrophic is going to happen where it's just like, you're, you're screwed, it's over. It, mm-hmm. The gravity of that... Yeah, wakes you up? Yeah, it's uh-huh. just so big. It's a. But you don't know what the thing is? No. Number eight, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. And for, I don't know. for the sake of... Uh, uh, for the sake of argument, we'll say partner here applies to Leslie, not me. Yes, we uh, we we talked about this last week. We both are not taking our kids to Disney mm-hmm. ever. Well, that's one thing. This is three things. Oh, three things. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to take our kids to Disney World. Mm-hmm. We're not going to take our kids to Disneyland, mm-hmm. and we're not going to take our kids on a Disney cruise. Nailed it. Okay. Number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? 
health and family. You know what? Can I just say something? Can I say some something? Some of these are about, cliche, huh? Did you vet these questions? Yeah. Because some of them are cliche. Some of them are, are, okay, are setting up for go. very boring answers. But here we go. This one's going to be My good. family. You know what, Mike? I'm going to ask you some questions here. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll fall in love. That's the whole point here, right? If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? So do I give the realistic answer of like, boy, it would be nice if I was suddenly more organized tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. Which is actually also every bit as unrealistic as if I said, <laughs> I want to be Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's it's one or the other. Yeah. I and gotcha. which is less realistic. I don't know. <laughs> so l- let's go big. It, it's a podcast. We're having fun so, here. You know, so you're not I'll be writing organized an essay. Tomorrow then. That one's, that's the big. That's boring. No, yeah, but that's the big one. That's like whew, landed the whale there. Wait, wait, if you could be organized yeah. and get your shit together? But at the same time, if I was suddenly organized, does that turn off any ability to be creative? I don't know. Right. You're almost kind of rearranging the whole workspace yeah. and the workflow is going to be affected. Yeah, butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. I think I want to be Spider-Man. Of all the superheroes, yep. you want to be Spider-Man. Yeah. How fun does that look, just swinging through the city like that? But I hate cities. I'd be swinging through, like, Medfield, Salem. Salem's technically a city, but... Swinging through small towns across America? Yeah, just flip, and then, like, launch myself forward? That would be fun. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, cool. Can I ask you another one? Mm-hmm. Mike, what do you value most in a friendship? Mm. Like a trait? Yeah. Like, is it... Hand holding. Uh, is no, it, I would is say. Is it sharing? What is it, Mike? How, how can I be a better friend to you? I, I think my answer would be loyalty, but in the sense of like when you need them, they're around. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? I, I don't, I do not know. I can't remember. I'm not trying to act tough or anything, but I just... Well, when's the last time you watched It's a Wonderful uh, Life? Because I guarantee you, you did Yes. Oh, yeah. oh. The last time I cried, Mike, I watched the movie Coda. One best picture this year. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Okay, so I don't want to tell you anything about this movie. Except that you cried. There was a m- moment where it was... And it was good, good, good tears. Is like, it like a build-up to the end you yeah, cried? Oh, or it's like in oh. the middle of the movie and you were well, crying? Well, it was a moment... Toward the end, the dad and the daughter in the movie that just warms your heart mm-hmm. beyond compare. And uh, you got the best of me. Yep. Cool. You got the best of me. How about you, Mike? When was the last time you cried like a little baby? <laughs> like a little bitch? Um. <laughs> I bet you are the worst crier. Like the just a loud, you know sobbing funny? No, it's funny. I baby. have a- it's like just I have a, a whiny little. Thanks, Rick. I have a turd. hard time crying. Yeah, it is hard. To I, do. I can't a, do I it. I had a uh, surgery on my tear duct when I was a baby, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that has something to do with it. But I like I. Both of my grandmother's funerals, I didn't uh, like. Mm. I don't. I don't know why I I can't cry when I'm supposed to. But having said that, again, it's a wonderful life. Will get me every time. Yeah. Like certain yeah. movies will mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, like, not actual tears, but sometimes when I'm, like, brought to that emotional level where I feel like I should be crying is is things like when I was down in New Orleans at Preservation Hall. Like, I'm, I, it's like a, a swell of, like, pride and joy kind of feeling. 
<laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with this? <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. But like, where you're <laughs> so happy that you're like on the brink of tears. Mm -hmm. Final question. This is a dark one. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save one item. What would it be and why? I'm not going back in. Risk and reward? Mm -hmm. Nope. No, but this is saying that you do you do yeah, you have can go time. in and get something. I'm you like, have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. This is a hypothetical, Rick. Okay. So save any one item, go run in the house if I just ran in the like house. Like the firefighter looks you right in the eye and goes, You have time. Yeah. I'd say, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Just do your job and put that thing out. There's there's like nothing that you'd be like, Oh God. I nothing's jumping. Dude, my house is on fire. I'm trying to put myself in this situation. Mm -hmm. My house is on fire. Rex, my dog, is a little hyperactive right now, and he's he's excited. Got to calm him down. My kids, okay, one, two, they're both there. Wife is over here, okay. Everyone's hysterical, crazy, right? Oh, Rick, you can go get something. Sweet. Where's the Daryl Strawberry rookie card up in the safe? Good. Go get it. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm not going in. I, I, everything I need is outside by the curb with me, safe and sound. Everything inside is material item. I'm not taking it with me when I leave this place. Burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. How about you? Oh, well, <laughs> I actually have a box in the guest room that is always ready, just in case Shut up. this happens. Before you make fun of me, mm -hmm. it is a box of hand-carved wooden Christmas ornaments that Jim Sebring made. And I have always said, if the house catches on fire and I have the time to make the five-second detour, like I know exactly where it is, it's right on the shelf there to grab, that's my answer. That's amazing. Because it has every ornament of his that I have. Yep. Is in, and it's a, it's a relatively small box. They're, like, packed in there. But that's my answer. Okay. My grandfather was a volunteer firefighter with the Garnerville, New York Fire Department for over 50 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, in his older days, he was the public relations officer and that kind of thing. But uh, I'm going to modify my answer. I'm going to run in and I'm going to grab something that uh, my grandpa had in his basement in his house. It was a sign. It says, in case of fire, raise this flap. And you'd lift up the flap and behind it, it would say, not now, stupid, in case of a fire. <laughs> so know? the irony is, in the case of a fire, you would go grab the thing that doesn't tell you what to do in the case of a fire. Right. I love it. Do you want to do <laughs> the rest of the episode around fire safety and fire-related things? Yeah, let's do that because, quite honestly, I'm already in love with you, man. They're making it seem like these are like first or second date questions. Uh, oh, hey, you're. I'm finding myself very attracted to you. Uh pretty much stranger that I'm just now on a first date with. <laughs> Tell me the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you. Oh, really? You defecated yourself. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, I'm still attracted to you. Let's. I can't wait for our dinner to arrive. I know. This is like, great. Like, what? <laughs> All right. Well, that, let's talk about fire safety. Coming back after these messages from our sponsors. Hey, Mike, you're a married man now. When you guys do the laundry, mm -hmm. have you been given the riot act about how you will not touch any of your significant other's certain garments? They will not be put in the washing machine. They will not be put in the dryer. Just 
in fact, don't even touch yes, my laundry. These don't You'll get screw it up. Softener, but these do. Yeah, this line this dries. Needs to be tumble dry low only. Yeah. Right. These need to be stretched out on the drying rack. Yep. yep. And and you know we're we're guys. We're husbands. Therefore, we're just we're not gonna do it right. You know, I have jeans and T-shirts. Everything I wear is made out of cotton, and I just go wash it, and I dry it, or I'll hang it, and I, it's fine, right? Yeah. Uh, not with women's clothes. Women's clothes are a little more particular. Has she ever caught you in the act of moving stuff from the washer into the dryer or loading the washing machine and just been appalled with the decisions you're making? Because... <laughs> My clothes, they all go in. Yeah, they just, it just yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's willy nilly. Yep, uh, I don't know what fits. Put it in. Yep. Nope, not anymore. Yeah. I'm a new man, Rick. Yeah. Because you only have to see that look once. Yeah. Before you're like, uh, oh, yeah. there's rules now. Yeah. There's rules. Yeah. And if you want to help your marriage, guys, yeah. take your clothes, take your wife's clothes to Medfield Village Cleaners. Don't you dare. Take your wife's cashmere sweater and put that in the dryer. No. no. You know, you don't even know. That thing's made out of camel hair over there. Yeah. You don't even Whoops. know. You don't even know. Do you spot dry that with some wool lights? Do you wash that in the sink and, and wring it out with a towel? You don't know. There's too much going on. Too many tags, too much reading, right? And there's there's sports to watch on TV. Yeah, of course. Right? So you take your clothes to Medfield Village Cleaners, mm-hmm. and they got you back. They got you covered. So go check them out. Medfield Village Cleaners. You know, Rick, the other day I was perusing Instagram, as one is wont to do. And as I was scrolling through, I came across somebody absolutely annihilating a cinder block. Why was he doing this? Oh, I saw that too. Because he was... He's a black belt. He was getting his black belt. And that was like, I guess, the final test. That's the thing. Like, but can you smash this cinder block? Mm -hmm. The answer was yes. Yeah, that was awesome. He became a black belt. Now, the cool thing about that isn't that he smashed the cinder block. The cool thing about that, he learned modesty, discipline, and the abominable spirit. Abominable? Indomitable. Indomitable. (laughs) (laughs) And the abominable snowman. The abominable snowman went to press martial arts, too. He did. That's why he's so feared. Yeah. Most people don't know that. That's right. But he wears a white belt to blend in. Perez Martial Arts. Find them online, perezmartialarts.com. All right, Rick, the first half of the show, uh, I thought it was going to be the whole show, but we started doing the New York Times How to Make Somebody Fall in Love with You quiz. It was kind of dumb. We were both in agreement. Some of these questions, a lot of the questions, we're asking too much about embarrassing stuff. And you're never going to ask these on a first date. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tell me tell me about the time uh, in junior high that you defecated down your leg. <laughs> on, you, come on. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. yeah. Tell me about that while we're waiting for our hors d'oeuvres to come out. Right. Like, no, that's right. not going to happen. Right. So um, we're, we're foregoing the rest of this quiz because forget it. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned... That your grandfather was a volunteer fireman. Where? New York? Yeah, Garnerville, New York. Okay. So I say the second half of the show becomes the fire safety show. Okay. Now, that's a lofty goal because you know as well as I do that I will, and you, we will both 
equally derail the idea of fire safety, and it's just going to be a show about fires. <laughs> yeah, let's they... commence this dumpster fire. Well, I was going to say, let's show, let's but... walk back a little bit and not give yeah. flagrant advice on what to do. Yeah. We are not experts. Right. Oh, right. But also... And we're, we're only just an LLC, so if you want to sue us... Uh, you're gonna get four it's microphones. Limited. You're gonna get four microphones, um, half of a Starbucks coffee, and a soundboard. What are your thoughts on Smokey the Bear, Rick? Oh, Smokey the Bear is awesome. I disagree. Nope, 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 nope. See, I was born in the late '70s, mid late mm-hmm. '70s. Grew up in the '80s. Smokey the Bear, or Smokey Bear, uh-huh. was was an icon. You know, only you can prevent forest fires. And you look at the guy and you're like, you know what? This guy's taking care of his house. And he just wants you to be respectful when you're out there in the wilderness where he lives. And I am going to... And I like his hat. He looks like a park ranger. But you just said the exact reason that I hated Smokey Bear. What? Because... What was that? I'm trying to watch Pee-wee's Playhouse or mm-hmm. whatever I was watching on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And then it cuts to commercial and... Outstomps Smokey the Bear and says that only I can prevent forest fires. Why are you putting this responsibility on me? I'm six years old watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. What am I going to do about forest fires? I'm sitting in front of a television watching the most inane thing possible. Yeah. Don't tell me to, to, to worry about it. Now, see, I'm clearly irresponsible. I have chosen Pee Wee as my form of entertainment. Well, I'll tell you why. Because... Smokey the Bear knows where to get him. You get you get the kids. You get them locked in early, right? Mm-hmm. The the current generation of adults is just if you were around in the in the seventies and eighties, no one cared about the environment, right? And mm-hmm. so our parents were lost causes. Smokey Bear tried talking to our grandparents and our parents, and they just kept not to knock the uh, older generations, you know, but they were not very receptive to Smokey Bear and yeah. his message. So he said to. To hell with them, to hell with these people. I'm going to go to the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I came in. And I was like, you know what, Smokey? I got your back, bro. When I'm riding my bike around the neighborhood, I'm not going to just fling my cigarette butts into the, into the woods. Yep, check. You know, I'm going to drop them down the sewer, right, with the M80s and stuff with my friends. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Doing other stuff. Uh, do you know any arsonists? <laughs> Now, that's a great question that should have been on the survey initially. <laughs> if you're on a date. Yeah. Do you know date, any arsonists? You know what? I am asking. And what is their going rate? You know what I would say? I would say, I don't know, but I want a second date because you asked that question, and that makes you an interesting person. Well, you're going to want a third date, Rick, because <laughs> yeah. I do know an arsonist. You do? Really? Yeah. So the kid in my high, you know how everybody had that kid that your dad would be like, don't hang out with that kid. He's going nowhere in life. My dad's line was always, he's either going to be pumping gas or he'll be in jail. Mm-hmm. Nothing against the uh, full-service gas station employees of the world. Yep. But- they keep our cars running at an exorbitant cost. <laughs> um, but so that was always my dad's line. He'll either be pumping your gas or he'll be in jail. Mm-hmm. I'm Fast forward. I'm in college. It is my junior year. And I'm sitting in my apartment, and I check my email, and I have an email from my dad. My dad's emails are very concise. Yep. The subject line will be who it's about or what it involves. The body of the email will consist of the rest of that sentence. Okay. So the subject line was Matt Greb, body of the email, told you so, mm-hmm. poking a record link, 
to him being arrested and put in jail. Now, the beauty of this, like your grandfather, Matt was a volunteer fireman in Tannersville as, you know, the wanted to be the hero, mm-hmm. but also he's a pyro. <laughs> so he started setting these fires with the goal of being the hero. Yeah. So, oh, I, I was first on the scene. Uh, like, and, you know, and he's waiting for the rest of the fire crew to get there. Oh, yeah, I just happened to be in the area. Mm-hmm. Well, this happened three or four times, and the fire chief's like, this isn't a coincidence. Like, the, the odds of this are astronomically small. Yeah. And they all ended up being arson fires. Wow. So they put two and two together. He got put be- put behind bars. I think he ended up, he got out, like, five or six years later and immediately got arrested again, I believe, for arson again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Everyone's got a thing, you know, like, oh, I like yeah. to I like to go uh, bike riding. I like to garden. I like to light shit on fire and watch Well, but it everybody does. Like, w- you and I on the on the Cape last summer. Oh, yeah. We had a bonfire on the beach that was amazing. Yeah. And we were all, like, mesmerized. Whoa, look at the fire. Yeah. Everybody's I... mesmerized by fire. It's a yeah. primal thing. Yeah. But there's a difference between <laughs> let's, let's have a campfire on the beach and... And sit around and just stare at it and go, wow, cool. Yeah. Or here's an abandoned building. Let's see what happens if I pour some kerosene on it and light it. Right. Those are two very different. Yeah. And also the uh, the thought and the planning that has to go into it. So, you, yeah. know, you know, like, when can I get in there? When can I get out of there? Yeah. When am I on duty next so I can be first? <laughs> yeah, right. That's hilarious. How'd you get here so quick? <laughs> Easy. I started it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think this fire got started? That's good. Good good for job security there, pal. Yeah. Well, I think that's what he thought. I, th- I think he thought there would be a Pocono Record article on what a hero he was. Mm-hmm. But instead it was like, yeah. That guy's a winner. Kind of like this show, right? We started off with a survey and then it parlayed into fire safety, which I don't know if we really... Well, that's the thing. The real winner here, Rick, is the listener. Mm-hmm. Because here's where we get into the fire safety. So we learned Smokey the Bear mm-hmm. puts all, all the responsibility on a young child not to start a forest fire. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a lot to put on a kid's shoulders. Matt Greb also saw Smokey the Bear and was like, wait, <laughs> that means I can go start. If only I can prevent them, yeah. then also I can start them. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> but you as a listener are about to get our top tips for fire safety as provided by the Red Cross organization. One, install smoke alarms on every level of your home, inside bedrooms, and outside sleeping areas. Then, make sure they work. Rick, how often do you do that? Uh, every six months, and then we got these uh, hardwired, never changed the battery for 10 years. Okay. That's the new thing. Get the 10-year battery, mm-hmm. not the six-months thing. Well, this says to test the smoke alarms every month. If they're not working, change the batteries. Talk with all your family members. How often do you do this one, Rick? Talk with all family members about a fire escape plan and practice the plan twice a year. We have never done that. Yes. Now, here's what you're going to do. You're going to watch the movie Royal Tenenbaums. You're going to laugh so hard at Ben Stiller's comedic genius as he drills his family with fire drills. It's great. Yeah, I saw the Like in the middle, in middle of the night. Yeah. Fire drill. It's funny. No, we did that one time a long time ago where it's so forgettable. It was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
it was back when the kids couldn't think for themselves. I, I would like to think that my 10 and 8-year-old children can find the door, you know? Yeah. Also, if you want to make your kids paranoid, be like my dad and always be sure to ask every time you're leaving the house, is the stove off? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I, to this day. That's an OCD nightmare. To this day. Oh, my God. And if oh, the, the stove, stove is on and it should have been off two minutes ago and I'm like, oh, my God, the stove's on. It's still, I'm like, ah! thanks, Dad. Yep. Also, if you have a stovetop fire, <laughs> throw a lid on it. That's what they say. Yeah. It's probably a grease fire, so you don't want to put water on it. Yes, do not. Do not spray water. If you can't get a fire extinguisher fast enough, throw a lid on it. Mm-hmm. It's just like that Beyonce song. Yep. Also, inspect the fire extinguishers monthly for pressurization and replace if needed. Can't you take them to the uh, fire station? Do they, like, repressurize them? Is that a thing? I don't know. I bet if you dropped it off and left, they wouldn't, you know. <laughs> Just throw it out. <laughs> they, you know. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're delivering newspapers. <laughs> oh. you, know, you know what they should have? They should have, like, you know, you want to fill up your gas tank for your grill. They should have one of those for your fire extinguishers. A fire extinguisher exchange program. Mm. Like you have a good party, you know, it gets a little out of hand. Someone finds the fire extinguisher, busts that thing open in the kitchen. Everyone has to go outside for like 30 minutes. You ever have one of those kind of parties? Can't breathe with all yeah. that stuff in there. Right. Well, the, the thing's depleted now. You, you've used it. You got to get a new one, right? You should yep. go to the fire department. They should be able to fill you up with a new one. Mm-hmm. I agree. One more thing, Rick. Hot take. One more thing. One more. Always, always check your dryer vents and clean out that lint filter yeah. after every use. Oh, yeah. I do that. And not just for, you know, the sake of, like, fire safety, but how about just efficiency? Yes. <laughs> You're going to be running this thing for an hour. Yeah. Right? I used to work with somebody... Uh, in Pennsylvania, who lost her house because her house caught fire from the lint filter. Yeah. And she found out her son didn't know it was a thing. So, like, she emptied it every time. Her son never did. And he was catching up on, like, three months of laundry. Yep. House burned down. That sucks. It's a bummer. She had pet ferrets. She used to steal the the little tent uh, displays, the the miniature ones, for her pet ferret. They would all go missing. Yeah, Linda was taking them for her. So, parents. did the ferrets die? No. No. Okay. Well, let's but their tents burned out. <laughs> no, but the burning was intense. All right, I want to go home. Okay. You are home. I know. We gotta go. See you later. Check those fire alarms. We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear. Go support the businesses that help support us, like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Medfield Village Cleaners, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, and Mike Page Studios.